Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Welcome back. You're listening to episode 34 of The Body Nerd Show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I just want you to know that I really, really, really appreciate you. And if I haven't said that before, I'm saying it right now. And today's episode is fantastic. Now, obviously, I'm in love with almost every episode I put out for you. But today is especially special because today I'm talking with Nicole Kaufman and she's a board certified licensed mental health therapist. And we are going to get into the nitty gritty about how important your mind and your mindset and your thoughts are when it comes to your body and pain. Specifically, we're talking about how to reframe your body stories to make lasting change so that you're not starting and stopping and three steps forward and four steps back. We're talking about the importance of gratitude in the healing process, how perfectionism is getting in the way of your progress, which really blew my mind because I didn't even realize how my perfectionism was getting in the way. And why setting boundaries around your mindset and your thoughts and your mental health is the best thing you can do for yourself. Now, before we get into all the goods, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, all of those things live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. You'll find links to my Instagram where I post weekly bodywork fixes. I'm at Hala Famala. And the Body Freedom Self-Assessment, which is a free quiz that based on your responses will guide you towards the best next step for you to getting rid of tension, stiffness, soreness, and pain. And figure out what that next best step is, is something that Nicole and I talk about on this episode as well. So if you're like, "Mm, where should I begin? The body freedom self-assessment is 100% for you. So like I mentioned, Nicole Kaufman is a board-certified licensed mental health therapist in Greensboro, North Carolina. And while we've only spent uh, maybe two weekends together in the same room, we've been friends over the internet for almost a year now. And she specializes in working with entrepreneurs and high-level professionals to improve relationships, eliminate depression and anxiety, and reduce overall stress levels. And every interaction I've had with Nicole has always been so dang valuable. She drops nuggets left and right, and she's just so practical and down to earth. One of my favorite things about her is that she is so straightforward and no nonsense. So if already you're like, "Mm, I don't know about a therapist, she's like a cool therapist. (laughs) But this episode is fantastic. Honestly, as soon as we finished recording it, I went back and listened to parts of it because whether it is a story about your body or about your strength or about how getting old is weighing you down, whatever your story is, this episode will help. For me, my stories, she shined a light right on them and I realized, OMG. So listen to this episode, listen to it again, and then listen to it a third time to really let everything sink in. Enough talking about it. Let's get to the episode. Here's Nicole. Welcome to the show, Miss Nicole. It is so exciting to have you here with us today. And as always, we will get nerdy, but now from a different 
kind of standpoint, a little bit more nerdy about the brain. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And let's just dive right into it. What do you love to get nerdy about? I love to get nerdy about feelings, of course, because I'm a therapist. So let's explore all of the feelings. I love to get nerdy about psychology and neuroscience. I'm a big nerd when it comes to neuroscience and neurofeedback, biofeedback. That's all my wheelhouse. So there is not enough school, not enough research <laughs> to just get into. So yes. that's not at it. I love it. I feel like to be on this show, you also have to have read at least one scientific journal in your lifetime. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or read them in your spare time, which your spare is probably time. what I'm guilty of. I know. Actually, so. I was, I think even at the airport, like there's, um, maybe it's psychology today. Like, don't they have a magazine psychology today? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Psychology Today is like the layman's psychology publication and they have a clearinghouse of therapists. I'm, I'm in their clearinghouse of therapists and they have some super articles, good research base, and the covers are what draw people in. I think they're always talking about relationships or, you know, stress or yep. something, you know, to pull you in. So yep. yeah. Cal- kind of reminds us that psychologists and counselors are necessary. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I was at the airport and there was something, I don't remember what it was on the cover, but it was about sleep and stress. And and that's the thing too, is that I think some people don't make the connection is that stress is so related to every other thing in your life, whether it's how you feel or how you're eating or you know how you're sleeping, like they're so correlated. Absolutely. Physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress. I talk about those in my practice all the time. And, you know, people know work stress or they know our day-to-day stress and even stress around like internet connections and credit (laughs) cards and, you know, step parents. And then there's bodily stress, right? Like allergies and sicknesses and hangovers and, you know, all of the other stuff that we deal with. So there's lots of stress usually going on all at the same time that we have to manage. Mm -hmm. And does, and this is just for my own curiosity here, because your life is stressful period, right? Even the fact of like getting in a car and driving, I'm in Los Angeles on the freeway, merging onto the freeway is like absurd. And yet like on a conscious level, because we're used to it, it doesn't feel as stressful, but on a physiological level, is your body still perceiving that stress? Even if like cognitively you're like, Oh, it's not that bad. Well, yeah, it it does. And the complicated answer or not so complicated is that we get used to what's familiar. So your traffic in LA versus my traffic in, I would probably just start crying, right? If I were in LA (laughs) compared to Greensboro, you know, sleepy little Greensboro. And so, but what we get used to it after a while, those stress and anxiety and depression, you know, those things, they're progressive. So we get used to what we get used to over a period of time, but then our body will start telling us, okay, this is not working anymore. And the stress that you experienced as a teenager now as an adult, you know, can then manifest into, let's say migraine headaches or you know, mystery body aches and pains or panic attacks, you know, that sort of thing. And people are like, well, I've never had this before until now. 
And what I say is, is that actually you've been managing this the whole time and it's progressively kind of piled up. And now your body is telling you, okay, yeah, we need to dial this back. We need to address this. So yes, you know, it is progressive and it does build over time. And unless you make some real intentional decisions to do something different, your body's going to let you know what's Mm -hmm. going on. The body keeps the score Mm -hmm. on this. Mm -hmm. Which is also a fantastic book if you haven't read. It's very dense, I will say. I did not get through it, but... Yeah, it's clinical. It's very clinical. And yet it's really true. And that book by Bessel van der Kolk has been very well received. He was one of the original contributors to the DSM. That's why he's, you know, such a heavy hitter. Because for a long time, we thought, well, if you just talk about your trauma, if you just talk about, you know, what happened to you, then you can process it. And then poof, everything's better. Sunshine (laughs) and rainbows, unicorns. And we're, you know, because we talked about it, now we're fine. But what we discovered is that when we get people to talk about the actual trauma, they actually kind of relive it. Mm -hmm. Not good. Not good on your body or on your mind. So we're doing different things now in order to address trauma and stress and trauma that turns into pain. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. In the body. And even, you know, physical pain, if there's been an injury or something like that, there is absolutely, you know, a period of time in which there is damaged tissue that is healing. But after a while, especially when you get into like the chronic pain kind of things, that structural damage isn't there anymore. You know, there is such a mental component of it, which I know most people, it, it would be so much easier to be like, oh, if I just fix this thing, if I just have the surgery that fixes this thing, then the pain will go away. And it doesn't always work that way. I totally agreed. And, you know, when we say pain is a construct, it, it is a construct, right? It's a construct in your head. And, you know, nobody wants to hear that or, or or have their pain minimized, right? My back pain is really real. My migraines do exist, right? And and yet, you know, they exist because you, you say they do, right? And we have to be really careful not to make light of it, to, to validate that, but then to also validate that, okay, how is dealing with this serving you? Mm. So how is dealing with your pain, the way that you're dealing with it now, is it serving you? I have a, a very close friend who she deals with chronic stomach issues, stomach pain. Okay. And I'm not saying that they're somatic because she really is symptomatic with her pain. She has, you know, very obvious symptoms. And at the same time, if she chooses to do something differently than she did the day before, then she can attempt to address it. But if we keep doing what we've always done, we're going to get the results that. We, we've always gotten. Mm-hmm. So, you know, living the, the, the story that, okay, well, I've always had back issues or I've always had knee issues or, you know, I've got a bum knee or, you know, I had a, I was in an accident, so I've got chronic back pain now. It is my opinion that the body wants to heal. Do you believe that? that oh, hundred percent. Yeah. The body wants to heal. And the really fun part about our awesome prefrontal cortex in our head is that we believe the stories that we tell ourselves. So if we keep telling ourselves, yeah, we've got a bum knee, we've always had back issues, my back always hurts and blah, 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 your prefrontal cortex will actually take the steps to convince you, right, 
that what you're telling yourself is true. It will even attempt to create an outside environment that reflects the inside environment of how you feel. So I'm not saying you're making it up, yet at the same time I'm saying, you know, there are even really neat ways that we can language around pain and around what we're experiencing so that our body is more shifted toward the healing side than the languishing side or the anguishing side of pain. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because it's also, and this is something that I talk about as well. It's like, you can't always go after just the physical, you know, to be self-care and really nourishing yourself encompasses body, mind, and spirit, because all of that has a role in how you feel every day. And oftentimes people, you know, they're just going after it from the structural standpoint or on the flip mm-hmm. side, like I worked with a client who was purely going, I'm going to meditate every day for like 365 days straight. And that still didn't resolve the anxiety. We had to physically get her moving to have some relief from that. So I think that's an important piece as well as like it's body, mind, and spirit and make sure on some level, whether it's with a professional that you are addressing all of them. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to make a million dollars by thinking about it and sitting on your couch eating bonbons, right? Or, (laughs) you know, just perceiving or, or, you know, being as Sarah Burns said in the secret, just being open to receiving it doesn't make it so right. You have to take the steps and that involves movement for your world, Alex, that, you know, you got to get off the couch. You got to do something you've got. And, you know, it doesn't have to be hard, but you've got to do something. It's not just going to, Heal up magically. We have to be really intentional about it. And so to that end, even just from a mental standpoint, you know, and you may know, I mean, I have people who come in and they sound like medical experts on their pain. They can tell me L5, L6, C6, C7, whatever, you know, all of these, you know, and I'm like, okay, right, good. And, you know, but do you have the mindset that, Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. That, that's old Jose Silva stuff from right there. And it could distinct a lot of my clients. It's not about, I will get better, okay? I want to make that distinction. It is, or I will feel better. Because will is still in the future, right? Will is later, all right? Will, will, will happen later on. But if we say to ourselves, we have the standpoint, I am getting better. I am healing, thinking healing thoughts. Are you thinking healing thoughts? Or are you thinking pain thoughts? Very mm-hmm. simple. We, we don't have to get in the weeds with this. Are we thinking thoughts of healing or are we thinking thoughts of this sucks? I'm in pain. Right. 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 Well, and also giving space, you still, ha- you, you are allowed to say this sucks. I'm in pain, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. like feel all the feels, but also like, I love that reframe of not just, I will, but I am that process has already started. I'm taking the steps and it it's in the present tense right now. And we, we are the placebo, right? So, and I know you've probably talked about placebo effects on, on your show or, you know, in your practice, and I'm not saying placebo does it, but the body goes where the mind goes. So if the mind is going towards sickness and, and not well, the body usually follows. And the other side is true too. I mean, we have Dr. Joe Dispenza with mm-hmm. all of his fMRI research showing, for lack of a better word, kind of like a spontaneous healings of people being able to really cut off their pain at the knees, so to speak. 
and, and being able to think that, you know, if we think ourselves sick, can we think ourselves well? I mean, I think that that's entirely possible, but it, it definitely comes from a place of not doing and not thinking the same thoughts that you did yesterday. You've got to do something different. And that means doing something, you know, with you, Alex, and if you never tried some of the movements and some of what you're doing, what do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you exactly what you have to lose. You lose the attachment to your story and the ability to tell everybody how much pain you're in and what L6 and C7 and all of this kind of stuff are crushed or, or, or whatever. You lose the, you're going to have to come up with new stories. Mm-hmm about what your life is about. Mm -hmm. And you'd be real surprised how many people don't, you know, they're afraid to do that because Mm -hmm. they've made a lifestyle out of feeling this way. Yeah. And yeah, every, can you, can you talk on that too? Well, yeah. And I'm thinking as well, like as far as like being attached to your stories, a story that I hear often is about age right? Like, oh, I'm getting older now, so I can't do that. And to me, like, that's a story as well, because there's always the examples of Tao Porchon Lynch, I think is her name, who is the yoga woman who's like 99 years old and her yoga practice and flexibility is better than mine. So age really has nothing to do with how you feel. It's more of what you let that story mean about you, you know? So if you're listening to this, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, I don't really have pain. Like I challenge you, what other stories are you telling about yourself and allowing that story to take over even like your dream of what you want to do? You know, maybe it is like, oh, I just want to be able to get up and down off the floor or I want to go to Disney World and walk all day, like whatever it is, like how is the story getting in the way of that? Right. And is that the convenient excuse for why you can't? Is that the catch-all for you know, or the lightning rod around which you structure your life. And if that lightning rod were gone, okay, now how we're going to structure our life. Oh, shoot. You know, for a lot of people, they can't imagine it, right? You have to believe it before you're going to see it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe that it's not possible, then all right, let's just stop now because we can't see it first. Oh, well, then that makes sense. It's got to be the other way around, which is counterintuitive for a lot of people. The hardest thing to do too, when you see something differently, like how do you counter it with your thoughts? Um, Because I think sometimes it's unrealistic to just be like, well, everything's perfect. You know, like that Pollyanna kind of vibe, like that's not real either. So what are like the stepping stones to get you from where you are here to a place where you feel fully capable that you're able to move with freedom and ease in your body? Mike Dooley talks about baby steps, right? You don't have to realize it all at once. It's walking five minutes one day. It's walking 10 minutes the next day. It's, it's, it's incremental that pays off for you. And winning the lottery really never serves a lot of people. If you had a miracle cure that you could be free tomorrow, you know, or you could be financially free tomorrow even, uh, a lot of people, what do they do? They screwed up right? So it's that build that makes the difference, not the flipping of a switch that, oh, well, you know, all of a sudden it's all, and and perfect is another thing. I have struggled with perfection myself, full transparency here. It's so much so I took a class on it. 
Oh yes. Mm. That's, that's what I did. I, I need that class too. <laughs> and yes, it, it was, it was lovely. And so one of the things that stuck with me on the whole perfection thing, because they want to be pain free, right? They, they don't want any pain, but would you be okay with maybe 5% less, 10% less? Would that make a difference? I mean, let's be honest here. And what are we willing to accept? All right. If we're willing not to accept anything less than perfection, anything less than a hundred percent pain-free period done, what in the world are we setting ourselves up for? And what does 5% get you when on the perfection scale, five, you know, we talk about 5% better. All right. What does 5% better get you in terms of perfection? Did it get you, you know, a lot of stress? So doing the moves perfectly that you prescribe and that you tell people to do, they're not going to do them perfectly at first, right? Mm -hmm. But trying and so many people abandon the course or they don't stay the course because they think they have to do it all perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that's not it. You know, that's not it. I never thought, I just want to say, I never thought of it too in that, in that way that like, oh, if it's not, if I'm not pain-free tomorrow, then it it didn't work. You know, 5% today, even 5% this month and 5% next month over the course of the year, that's 60% better. Like, wouldn't that be worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we, we think in, in this, you know, world that we live in, oh, just pop a pill you know, and things will be better. You know, it'll take away my anxiety. It'll take away my depression. You know, if I just take these antidepressants, you know, and, and we're, we're so much into the instant gratification, right? I'm snapping my fingers there. It's so much into the instant gratification that, you know, we're not really willing to work for it. We're, we're in an instant kind of thing and getting rid of pain, managing our stress better. It is about managing it is not about getting rid of anything because I tell people I'm not going to cure anything with you, your anxiety, your, your depression, your stress, whatever you get. I'm not going to cure anything. But if you've got a, a monkey on your back called anxiety, we're going to teach it how to dance. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. We're going to teach it how to dance. Or same with depression. I'm not going to say that you're never going to have this again. Right. And you don't tell people, oh, the pain's never going to come back. You don't say that. No, life happens. Right. But you will manage it better. Mm -hmm. And managing it better is the key. Mm -hmm. It is totally the key. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Having the tools so you know what to do. And you Mm -hmm. also like don't feel so disempowered. Earlier this year, I sprained my ankle. I fell off a curb. Like stuff like that happens because I move in a way where I'm not walking on eggshells, worried that, you know, the next step is going to like throw out my back or whatever. So like mistakes happen, but I didn't feel like it was going to be forever. And I also knew exactly what I could do right in that moment. And I also like another mindset piece too is, okay, I'm going to do this now and then I'll do the next step after that. I don't need to know a hundred steps down the line, how this is going to end up. I just need to know the next step and then do it. Right. Right. Well, and, and living life from a, you know, predictive reality, if we, if we can predict our future, then we're not creating it, right? If we if we can predict what's going to happen tomorrow, the next day, the next day, you know, now you're going to go to bed, you're going to get up, you're going to do the same thing. But if you're thinking the same thoughts and thinking, okay, I've got to know what's happening six months from now, 
Well, then, you know, you're just, you're just running a program, right? And being able to do something different, realize that this is going to address this issue now in the moment, because everything is temporary, all right? This is what is happening right now, all right, in the present moment. So, yeah, and that's brilliant what you said, that, you know, I know what to do right now. You didn't have to call an orthopedist to go schedule stuff. You knew what you could do for self-care right there in the moment. That's why your work is so important, because you're teaching people not to rely on the system, not to rely on themselves and their knowledge of self-care and taking care of themselves when the pain pops back up. Mm-hmm. And, and it may or may not, likely it probably will at some point. So now you know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is what is so key about the, the work that you do and why it's important. And to teach people that, you know, every time you feel a, a, feel a twinge, you know, you don't pick up the phone and schedule a call with, with an MD, you know. Right. Um, there, are, there are ways to, or, or the PT, and, and there are ways to get around this. And you're teaching people to be able to take care of themselves so that they're not reliant on you. Same thing here. I, you know, my best day is when people say, you know what, I don't think I have to come in every week anymore to see you for what's going on. I'm like disco. Yes, exactly. You're yeah. doing awesome. Yeah. So let's knock it back to every other week, maybe a once a month check-in kind of thing. Yeah. But being able to, to teach people skills and strategies and, and moves that they can make and self-care strategy that works for them in their situation and changes their quality of life. That's your gift. I think Alex, for you, you know, why you do what you do. And it's so valuable. Too many people, I think, rely on the system or rely on pills or rely on, you know, surgeries. And I don't know about you, but when you start cutting, oh no, you know, I think I'm like, okay, we've invited Mm -hmm. lots of pain. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of pain into our lives. And for the most part, like that seems to be the only path that is open to us right? If you have pain, you go to the orthopedic surgeon. And I just did an episode about this, about like why you don't need an MRI, because it's going to find stuff that probably was already there. Like I'm sure I have bulging discs and whatever, but I don't have pain. And the presence Mm -hmm. of that structural thing does not always equal pain anyway. So what value does it do for me to know that there's all this stuff? Because now I'm dealing with the story that that brings because Mm -hmm. every commercial and every freaking billboard you see is like bulging discs, take this injection, do this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be incredibly mindful and also almost, I don't know that vigilant is the right term, but like protective of your mindset and your body and, you know, and like what you let in, because if you open the door and you let all of the stories of all of the people and all of the things come on in, it's just more work to kick them out later. It truly, right. And, and I call that, you know, that's the self-advocacy, right. And the boundaries about, okay, what are you going to accept? You know, and I'm not saying that people who get surgery are wrong or that people who take antidepressants are wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, it's, it's working. However, it's never a one shot deal in anything. It Mm -hmm. is. We all know in the research supports that a multi-pronged approach, diet, exercise, proper movement, you know, proper, you know, mindset work, you can do all the exercises in the world. 
if you're eating crap food every day, you're not going to feel good. I mean, <laughs> that's just, just how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't, there's so much information out there. And I think misinformation that, you know, we, we have to come at this from, from all sides. And uh, I think you're exactly right. You know, when it comes to, you know, sure, your body is fighting off stuff and in healing and resetting that gut biome all the time. I mean, MRI is just a snapshot of what that day, right? Right. Right. Of what's happening. And, you know, we can certainly build a story around all of, you know, your spinal happenings. And so that's fine. So what does that mean? You know, and that's what I ask people in my practice. Okay, this happened. It's in the past, just like, you know, getting up this morning and going potty. That's in the past. What are we making it mean? That's the linchpin here of why you're in my office or what are we making it mean about us? What are we making this mean in our lives? So reframing what that means is key. And I was, I was going to go back to the healing thoughts thing a couple of years ago, not even, and I kind of gave away the punchline, but my, my son, my son had to get braces. Okay. His grill was jacked up. All right. He had had that poor kid. He, he got a lot of awesome things, but he got bad teeth. Right. And that poor boy. So we go in, I know nothing about orthodonture. And they describe to us in detail how fouled up this kid's mouth really is, right? And oh, thanks. It, yeah, I was like, really? Okay, I had no idea. You know, his jaw was, I mean, everything was, teeth were off center. It was just ridiculous. I had no, you know, I thought he was a cute kid, but yes, you know, teeth are just all over the place. He got the braces and I told him, I said, bud, I said, we need to think straight teeth thoughts. All right. We need to follow directions. We need to follow directions for what happened, you know, for what they tell us to do. But thinking that, you know what, this is working. This is having the desired effect. This is, you know, doing the thing for which it was designed to do, these braces. And as I sit here, all right, that kid is getting his braces off about a year early. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we didn't do anything special. I'm telling you. I mean, we could eat ate popcorn. He didn't eat gum. I wouldn't let him eat gum, but he did eat some of the things that they were real keen on him eating. <laughs> but the one, the one thing that I know that he did was the straight teeth thoughts. And I said, you know, this is having a great effect. And we just kept that mindset that, you know what, this is working. This is, you know, this is going to work. And same thing with the people who come to you you know, that if they come into it with a mindset that, you know what, this is going to make a difference, Mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be the key, you know, your body, your brain, everything will follow suit. It's, that is just how it works. But if, you know, if we go in thinking, okay, you know, three plus years, then in, in braces and, you know, then retainers for the rest of forever, you know, be careful what you wish for. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you put it out there in that way, that's usually what happens. You get what you put out there, Mm -hmm. even if it's stuff that you don't want. The kid didn't want three years of of orthodonture and, and, you know, to be brace based and and, and, uh, retainer kid forever. 
but we didn't even talk about that. We talked about straight teeth. We talked about that this is really working, right? That's all we talked about. And here we are. So, you know, I didn't do it. The kid did it. Um, yeah. You know, I just said, I think that we should do this. But the kid did it. The kid's 15. So if a 15-year-old kid can get over <laughs> on his crooked-ass teeth, okay? I mean, they were. I mean, I hate to tell you, they were. Um, then grown people can get over on their on their chronic pain, on their migraines. You can get over on this. And the mindset piece is huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Side note, have them wear the retainers at night forever. Oh, yeah. I stopped wearing mine. They don't fit anymore. So. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah. <laughs> one last thing that that brings up to me, too, is because most of the people, by the time they come into Movement Mavens, you know, they're at that point. They're like, I will do anything. I am ready. I know that healing is possible and I'm there. But I think that there's also sometimes a bit of complacency that can happen where you're just like, oh, well, this is just a thing that happens and I'm just accepting it for what it is. So it's Mm -hmm. like, how do you dance that line between complacency and like, I'm thinking healing thoughts and I know that there's a future without this. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and we all have bad days. I'm not Pollyanna and sunshine. I mean, I'm a therapist and I I do very untherapist, you know, have very untherapist. (laughs) I, I do. I mean, you know, I, I, I cuss a lot. Sometimes I'm quick to judge both myself and other people. I mean, honestly. So there are going to be those days, minutes, hours that you feel like, eh, this is as good as it gets, right? Or it is what it is. My favorite term that I cannot actually phrase that I, I really can't stand. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. I'm not going to say don't feel the thoughts or don't feel the feelings that come behind that, that, eh, you know, where I've plateaued, right, in, in how much I can evolve. But I will say, let's time limit that, right? Allow yourself to feel it. You know, having a bad day. It's been, you know, for whatever reason, a painful morning. But being willing to be open to the possibility that the next hour, the next day, the next afternoon, however you want to construct it, could be different, all right? And when I, that's my whole kind of rant on, uh, it is what it is because you're basically saying whatever I'm resigned to it. And you're not even opening the door to the possibility, right. Of something being different. Right. And so, you know, it's classic CBT. Okay. Set a set a timer. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say that today was a bad pain day. And and at five o'clock, I'm gonna stop with that story and try and distract myself and, and think other thoughts and mm-hmm. think something else. But I'll allow myself to 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 do that today. Okay. So that's kind of an acceptance of it, but only for today. Yeah. Right? Tomorrow is different. And the gratitude that you know what? I am in good enough health in all the other different areas of my life that I can be open to the possibility of something different tomorrow. Right? Mm -hmm. So gratitude, as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say, gratitude is is the ultimate state of receivership. Mm. So if your, if your back is killing you, if you're having, you know, another damn migraine, right. Then we can say, okay, yeah, but you know what? At least I can move around. Grateful for that. 
all right? And I can get happy or get gratitude about something else. You know, even if it was I threw my feet onto the floor today and was able to stand up for 20 minutes. Gratitude right there, all right? Mm -hmm. And it's that gratitude and putting that gratitude out there ahead of receiving is what starts the momentum, that starts the inertia to get that to come to you, all right? So gratitude being the ultimate state of receivership, even if it's been a crap day, even if I'm behaving in a very non-therapist way um, or had a non-therapist day, then I can say, hey, you know what? But I'm, I'm happy for or I'm you know, thankful that at least I get it. I get to be on awesome podcasts with people <laughs> like Alex and get to do these cool, crazy, fun things, you know, that at least it's putting it out there. And it's like I said, it's creating the inertia. It's creating the momentum out in the quantum field because all possibilities exist in the quantum field to collapse and have the desired outcome that you want, right? Mm-hmm. What you want will come to you, right? When you put it out there. And so will what you don't want. The universe yes. is very cool like that. She'll troll right? you for sure. So, <laughs> oh, she will so troll, right? <laughs> she will. So yeah. So I would say, you know, to your question, the complacency, it happens. We are human, you know, and, and nothing is on an upward trajectory forever. It's more like a salsa. It's a step forward and then a kind of a step back. And it's like a cha-cha. It's two right. steps forward and one step back, right? And so we're doing that dance, all right? And and because if you're not dancing, you know, I tell my clients, if you come in here and you say that, you know what? This is awesome. I feel amazing. Everything is cured. I'm not, you know, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? I don't, mm-mm. That's not going to work. Because... That is not how healing happens. You know, you're going to have good days and bad days. That is what's called normal. Normal. We've been sold on this idea that, oh, you know, like in a movie, everything gets better in about a 90 minutes. You know, everything is awesome. Right? It's not how it really works. Right? Not how it really works. No, but I think that idea too of like a step forward, two steps back, maybe four steps forward today and step back. Like it is, it's not, it's not uphill. It's not perfect. And even 1% better today is better. It's still better, you know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, and, and better, better comes in lots of forms. Mm-hmm. So basically not operating out of the past, but operating out of the present and being able to move forward is, you know, basically healing your life. So, mm-hmm. yay. Yeah. And anything is possible. And I so appreciate you, you know, bringing some science and your expertise to that idea as well, that, that life without pain is 100% possible and mm-hmm. that perfection doesn't exist. And I so appreciate our, you know, conversations about perfectionism because I was like, oh shoot, I see how I bring that in to my work as well. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I know. Yes. I'm going to go back and listen to this again, like probably seven times. Um, Where can people (laughs) find more information about you and stay connected with you and all the awesome stuff that you're doing? Great question. I the name of my practice is High Performance Counseling. If you Google High Performance Counseling, I should come right up. Highperformancecounseling.co, I believe what it is. And please follow me on my Facebook business page, uh, Nicole and Kaufman, High Performance Counseling. I post memes and articles and research and stuff like that every day. 
humor and science and great relationship stuff five days a week. So follow me online and we'll, we'll see you there. Yeah. And I'll link up to all that stuff in the show notes. So if you're listening and you don't want to remember, just scroll down and it'll be right there. Very good. Thank you again, Nicole. Thank you so much. All right. Hugs, hugs. Now, I didn't steer you wrong, did I? That episode was fantastic. So thanks for seeing it through to the end. I hope you were able to glean a lot of practical steps that you can take right now to rewriting your stories and feeling phenomenal in your body every single day. And as always, here's asking better questions, moving more, and always get nerdy. I love bringing a bunch of nerds on the show. And I knew Nicole was nerdy, but she surprised me with how nerdy she really is. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. And you can even head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really, truly does help other body nerds find the show. And I so appreciate all the awesome things you guys say. Now, if you have something mean to say, I don't know why you're listening. Um, And please don't write that because that's just mean. Just be nice, okay? Just be nice. Now, I also want to hear your body nerd hacks. So you can do that one of two ways. Number one, is to leave a quick message on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501 and just tell me what you do on the daily to feel amazing. Uh, or come on over to Instagram. I'm at Famala, and you can tag me on IG stories. You can send me a DM. You can comment on something. I just love seeing body nerds being nerdy out in the world. And help me spread the word that your body is super cool and you can absolutely change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Listen, friend, we both know that you are not you when you're in pain, but the good news is you can change the unchangeable. Even if it seems like it's been forever, life without pain is 100% possible, and I can help you get there faster. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com and download the Body Freedom Assessment. You'll answer a few questions, and then you'll know exactly what your next steps towards more days of awesome should be. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't even take you more than 15 minutes a day.